What's good, what's good, what's good in the hood, and welcome back to another episode of the Good in the Hood podcast. This week is a special week. Uh, got some good news here in America where uh, Trump is out of office. That's the good news. Um, shout, shout, to, shout, shout, shout to Joe Biden, Kamala Harris for, for getting that, number, for getting that um, president and vice president-elect status. Um, I'm joined this week by two special guests, two people whose opinions I value a lot. Um, interact with them both on social media and two people from the metric system as well some metric system people in here you know what i'm saying uh, <laughs> uh, uh I, I got a queen from across, from across the pond uh follow her on twitter at uh at, at real wit will with as in whitney was in williams um a pleasure yeah. to have you on here we interact on twitter every once in a while and it's dope to get your opinion um and you are and you're also a member of bkc you were invited to BKC by the other guests I have today. Someone, if you hear the podcast, you've heard me give this guy praise before. Uh, Matt Harris, I'm saying Harris of the Two North Views podcast at M2H4. Dope, dope brother from, from Canada. Um, it's dope to have you guys here today, man. Oh, man, it's appreciated. Lovely to be here. Definitely appreciate it. And um, I, I definitely had to reach out to you guys like in the, in the midst of like this election that happened. I wanted to get you guys' perspectives uh, being from... Uh, you wouldn't you where you're from again, Whitney? Just tell the people. Um London, UK. From London. And we got uh Harris over here from, from Toronto. And it's I'm interested because more and me and Harris have had conversations before in the past about the differences of our our nations. And it's just it's interesting because we're all part of this network, BKC. And we can talk about how BKC works and like how there's all these different brands under one network. And the, the dopest part about it to me is that it can network people like us, th- three different nations in, in one screen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want I want to kind of hear you guys one your perspectives on BKC and what you, what you, what you think what you think about it the the, the best way you could say it I guess. Uh, I Ladies think I'll first. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, when Matthew kind of I remember the day that he came to me and said, "Look, like." I'm part of this initiative and I think it'd be really cool if you could join it. Like I was just having one of my usual Twitter rambles about like things that I'm passionate about. And that day he DM me and he was like, yo, like the things you're saying, like I really think your perspective would be appreciated in the group. So I was like, okay, cool. What's this group about? And he tells me that it's like a place for creatives to come together and share their work and also collaborate and all that kind of stuff. So I thought, that's actually really cool because that has been something that I've been looking for. Like you don't really find groups or rather I haven't really come across groups where people come together specifically to share their work in that kind of creative way and give each other a space to grow and to give feedback and all of that. So I thought it was honestly amazing. And um, I've been part of the group for a few months now and I still feel the same way. Like I'm looking forward to getting even more, um, I guess, involved in everything that everyone's doing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and and even just to add to that, um, you know, like you said, Whitney, just one of your random uh, Twitter rants—not rants, but Twitter uh, response sprees that you go on—and obviously, like we we've been connected for a little while now, and um, you know, it, it's having BKC in mind at all times when we're communicating with different people. So obviously, uh, with, with with Justin, you know, being being kind of at the beginning of BKC as well as myself, Vic, everyone else that that's a part of that. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure my eyes were my eyes were open to say, okay, who are different people that I can connect with, different people that I feel would really gel well in this group. 
And, you know, Whitney was, was one of those people that immediately came to mind, uh, just, just seeing your um, activity on Twitter um, and, and seeing that, okay, maybe you don't even have a, a, a specific creative space yet, but I think you have uh, the input, the, 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 the know-how, and just the ideologies that a creative or an entrepreneur would have. And I said, okay, let's get you part of this collective. Um, you know, we don't quite know where this collective is going yet, um, and even in some ways, we, we still don't know to this day. Uh, but the staying power of BKC has been there. And, and it's always been sort of under the same premise. It's a space by creators. It's for creators. Uh, when we use the word creator, we are making it interchangeable with entrepreneur as well. Uh, we feel like those are very much the same type of people. And it, like you said, Whitney, it's a, it's a place to share your work. It's a place to support each other. It's a place to have different perspectives, Justin, as you said. This is this is going to be a, a conversation about American politics with people from three different nations, all with the with the common denominator of BKC. So, you know, I'm 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 happy to be a part of BKC, the the collective. Um, I'm happy that the staying power is there. Um, I'm happy that we continue to have different names on here where we can make collaborative video efforts like this happen. And I know this is of course more good in the hood material, but as we continue to produce BKC material. Um, you know, it's really just a matter of, of that full push forward. So I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. I really am. Sure. And um, with that being said, like you said, us being from three different nations, me, I'm Chicago, you're Toronto, Whitney, in London. And with that being said, like, we are also in different, I guess, positions as far as we are as entrepreneurs and, and creators. Uh, to Matt's point, like, Matt, when I first got to BKC, was already – knocking on 100 episodes for his podcast. He's a big reason, influence for me to start my podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm approaching 38, it's my 38th episode, right? And here Whitney is, you're about to launch a, 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 a podcast that I think me and Harris are both can agree. We look forward to seeing what happens. We, we, we love your opinion. So we, I'm anxious to see what, where you go with your podcast, the Season Woman podcast. So I'm going to start with you, Whitney, like with your brand and, and what you're trying to push. Just talk about it a little bit. Um, so it's funny because I actually started out and to be fair, it's not that I'm dropping it now, but I started out wanting to create a YouTube channel to kind of put forward the brand that is me. Um, Mm. like I wanted it to be more than just focusing on one particular thing and more kind of finding different ways to put myself across as a brand. And, um, basically what the season woman is about, and it's interesting you say that, Matthew actually inspired you to create a podcast because I feel like he did with me as well. Um, so I kind of saw him and I was like, oh, do you know what, actually, what he's doing is quite cool. And he's really given him the space to talk and really get his opinions out where I felt YouTube didn't really do that. So I thought, okay, cool. Let me launch this thing and let me kind of put myself out there in a way that allows people to engage with my opinions in a very kind of meaningful way. And that's what this season one is about. It's going to be talking about pretty much everything that comes to my mind. And for people that know me, that's a lot of talking about psychology, sociology, politics like we're going to do today. Not so much the kind of shady side of politics, but more the kind of people aspect of it. And um, basically just discussing things that people experience on a day to day. And I want that to become um, the brand that kind of um, maintains in the long run. But yeah. Awesome. That's that's awesome. I can't wait to 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 the presents. I can't wait to premiere it. Can't wait to tune into it. 
Um, and Matt, going to you, like we both, I guess, are inspira- uh, people who inspiration inspired like by you. Influencer, you know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. <laughs> man, the influence, is, the influence is strong up there, man. Uh, that, yeah. that, talk about like how you see like your brand building from here. Like you're already what one you know one forties now or one thirty? Uh, I'm at one one twenty nine. We just recorded, so that's gonna come out probably when when is this episode coming out? <laughs> it came out. Uh, it's come out Tuesday. Okay, so episode one twenty nine will be out yesterday. Boom, boom. Uh, yeah, I, I, I try to avoid Mondays out of respect for the for the TNB brand. Man. Mondays is as Joe's oh, on lock. I'll never do that to you. Uh, oh, so one twenty nine. That's that's crazy. That's that's a strong number. And like you, you've come a long way. So talk about the obstacles that you, that you've gone as you've gone through over the last one hundred and twenty eight episodes, yeah. and talk about what you see going forward. Like for your it's it's definitely been um, a roller coaster to say to say the least, right? And and even in just the direction we're going in, um, kind of. Yeah, third. Yeah, third way. member now. Got third. Yeah, third yeah. So we got a third member now. Shout out to Dill Stu. Um, he calls himself the Caramel God. I'm not co-signing that, but uh, <laughs> that's wild. That's you know, wild. He, hate, <laughs> but, he hates oxtails. He hates oxtails. Hates oxtail. Listen, different guy. <laughs> different guy. But a great addition to the show. I think he has sure. a very unique perspective. I think um, just just to speak to the brand at large, of course, True Refuse podcast. Uh, we talk about hip hop. We talk about R and B. Uh, just sort of what's going on in the culture. We really like to focus on new music reviews as well. Uh, very intended to be kind of a, a first listen review type of thing. So we're not going to call something a classic upon first listen. We're not going to call something garbage upon first listen. And we're always going to keep that perspective when giving opinions. Um, but the brand itself, I mean, it, it's it's very interesting, actually. The both of you um, have helped me uh, kind of realize what our sort of biggest um, factor is right now in, in sort of where we are, and that comes down to our consistency. And I think, you know, even subconsciously, that's something that I've always tried to keep in mind. Um, so when, you know, an episode, per, I'll give you a perfect example, uh, episode 128 actually as of so we normally upload at 4 a.m our 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 episodes eastern time and as of 4 a.m i realized our episode was blocked on youtube because we posted uh some music content from wizkid and it just completely shut down the episode and you know on on one hand it's oh shit on the other hand forget it let's figure it out let's just get the episode out it might not be at the 4 a.m that you want you might not get your x amount of views in your first couple of hours the way you normally do you may not be able to you know advertise it at at 9 30 a.m on instagram the way you normally would but let's stay consistent let's make sure that this episode still comes out you may not get everything that you're looking for from a numbers perspective right away but i want to sort of build the brand in a in a way where the moment that you do catch on to it, you look back and you see that there is a, a two plus year resume at this point, right? 129 episodes every single week we've been coming out. I think we've only skipped two weeks at this point in that in that entire time period. And um, I think one of it was like a timing error. Shola had like a wedding or something. So, you know, what can we do beyond that? But yeah. as for the brand itself, again, I think it's just a matter of staying consistent um don't do it for the numbers do it for the art uh and then once you feel like you have the art then you figure out the numbers so when i think about where is trinity is going from here you know we are going to be working on a website because i know we talked about that very briefly uh prior to recording today we are going to be working on a full-fledged website that works truly as a landing page not only can you hear our content but you can also 
um, you know, check out things like merchandise. Uh, we want our merchandise to go beyond just kind of even what you see here. You know, this is kind of a sample of it, but we want the merchandise to feel more like a brand. Um, shout out to my guys at Noble Authority, but I'm wearing two pieces. The six shirt in the background, the shirt that I have on now, they're both from a brand called Noble Authority. I want True North Views merch to have that brand feel as opposed to that merchandise type of feel. So mm -hmm. um, knowing who we are, knowing the, create, uh, the, the consistent brand that we've created over the last two plus years, I feel like now would be a good time for a launch. And, and like you mentioned, we have a third member now. Um, he's pretty connected in terms of his opinion, his perspective, the people that he speaks with, the people that he speaks to. And um, it's just a matter of really, one thing that I've always wanted to keep in mind with this podcast is how do I make the foundation as strong as possible? Because the moment I have extra money to put into it, it will be a great return on investment. It's just a matter of getting to that point. So in the meantime, I'm gonna do whatever we can to maintain that foundation, to grow that foundation, um, to try to grow in, in as organically as possible. And then when it's time to pump money into it, it'll be time to pump money into it. So I'm really looking forward to it. And that's like, that's like really sums up kind of like why I feel like BKC is so strong because the way you're thinking right there, you're thinking like not just creatively, you're thinking also on the, on the business side, thinking on both sides of the mind and like with a mind like that in, the, in, one, in one of the driver's seats, one of the front seats of BKC and also helping with brands like mine and, and Whitney's brand and like all these other brands and our branches on, the, on this on this huge tree that we can build here and what you're doing with TMV is going to be very important for years to come man and I'm taking notes I'm taking notes bro I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes for sure and um and, and with that being said like the main reason why I reached out to you guys like I said earlier is because of this crazy American political system we have over here and it's funny right because before before we even talked about that in the group chat we were talking about my my uh my issue with well, my issue my my lack of understanding with the with the Celsius and Fahrenheit right like it's a complete brain twister for me right and and with no hesitation Whitney goes I mean it's America's fault you know I'm like and it's true like it's like it's we're the only ones using the Fahrenheit it's like it's, it's us the whole little thirty two like, is freezing. But cold is cold. Zero is cold, <laughs> but 32 is freezing. Okay, got it. <laughs> 100 is too hot. I get that part. 50 is too cold. Like, it makes no sense. It really doesn't. Like, it's 70, it's, it's 70 degrees right now. It's 70 degrees in Chicago right now. And, and Matt was somebody with... It's twenty degrees in a again. I'm like, twenty degrees. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I brackets. I was like, in uh, brackets, that's sixty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. Appreciate the parentheses. I was confused. Like, no, twenty. Oh man, y'all like five I, I hours away. <laughs> Whenever I, I hear Americans talk about the weather, I'm always like, you guys are like always seventy. Or for you guys, that I'm assuming that's like kind of just average. It's not too hot, not too cold. Se Whenever like I hear it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh my god, like that's that's flipping hot. Like you guys are baking eggs in the pavement. Like what the hell? <laughs> How are you saying it's so casual? But I remember, oh yeah, you guys are like on a whole different. Like, you guys are on a so so, so 50, degree, fifty degrees Celsius is like hundred degrees here. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it fifty degrees Celsius is too hot? That's yeah, like that's right. I'm so, I'm so saying it's like hundred degrees Fahrenheit, no. basically. Hundred degrees Fahrenheit is probably like thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Oh shit! <laughs> Holy oh, shit! God Something damn. Like 
Arizona said weather. Fuck Arizona weather. Yeah, I can never do that. Never, <laughs> never in my life. I wake up in the morning and see 115. Um, but yes, yeah, st- sticking to America's wild, wild, wild ideas, wild theories, and everything. Um, it's crazy to see how the I, I, I'm seeing videos in Paris, people celebrating Trump being out of office. And it's just it's interesting to me because like when stuff in others in other countries happens. It doesn't hit us on the same on that same level, and I'm, I wonder like, do you, is, is it offensive? Like, are, are we ass? Are we assholes? Let's put, I want to know right now. Tell me, are Americans assholes? I feel I like we like, are. I, I feel like we are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some might say that you might be. Um, there is sometimes you do come across like the kind of stereotypes from British people saying that Americans are very kind of like, you know, in your face and self-centered. Kind of like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I just feel like it's all I've kind of known from when I was a kid. Like you go on, you watch the TV, you go on the internet, everywhere you go is always things from America. So for me, it's like that has always been the norm. Like I don't really know anything else. It's only when I've traveled to other countries and I'm like, oh my God, wait, they can show like TV shows and all this stuff from other places apart from America. That's crazy. Um, so yeah. I, I, I think it was only when I got older that I realized I actually weighed. This is kind of weird. Why is it that it's only America that's kind of like central to our entertainment systems, news, um, pretty much everything that you can think of? Like, like, why is that? And to be honest, I still don't really have an answer. I'm not sure. Matthew, what about you? I feel like it has to do economically. I feel like everything comes down to the economics of the country. I mean, I feel like the United States has been at the economic forefront since the modern economic era. And, and with that being said, you know, what do they produce? They produce, or, or what do they draw? They draw, they draw attention. That's why the president's seat is, is, is referred to as, you know, the leader of the free world. Um, and from an entertainment standpoint, I feel like they spend the most. So if you're going to spend the most on entertainment, you're going to be seen the most everywhere else. And people like Whitney and myself, you know, we're going to grow up watching american television and listening to american music and and different things like that and yes in our adulthood we can draw that disparity but as children you don't really make that connection it's just like you're just you're you're entrenched in this world and you don't quite know how or why and i really just think it has to do with economic power the u.s has the most and they're willing to spend the most so they're going to be on your tvs rather than your own country do you feel like there's a social or economical effect in either of your nations, like depending on what happens in America at all, though? like yeah. outside of it, it, it is? 100%. 100%. Um, I'm going to get into my professional mode a little bit here. I, I do work sure. with numbers and finances and business and economics and all that. Um, at the end of the day, the American market is the leader of the world. At the end of the day, um, most countries' biggest exporter is the United States or where they distribute most of their goods to or their biggest partnership deal, I should say in general, is usually with the United States. So, you know, even from a, from an economic standpoint, if the United States is struggling as a country or if there's problems, if there's things that are impacting the, the, the U.S. economy, naturally speaking, it's going to carry forward to the economies that interact with the United States, right? Um, you imagine, let's use the basketball reference, Houston Rockets without James Harden. That's the rest of the world, <laughs> right? So, yeah, they can still right. hit shots. They can still, you know, <laughs> yeah. get their points, do what they have yeah. to do. But at the end of the day, James Harden is that important to the team. 
the United States, economically speaking, is that important to the world. So it's going to have an impact on every other country for sure. And I so think to speak to like, yeah, to speak to like the social and creative perspective as well. Like I know just from my experience, a lot of people always complain here in the UK that one, we're too small to have as much of a um, audience here for a lot of creative projects. And two, that we just don't have the power, like the economic power behind that we need to basically boost anything that we want to do. So you find a lot of like British artists, like LMA, for example, she was here for years before she went over to America. People didn't really pay any attention to her here. As soon as she went to America, look at her now. Like mm. it's a lot of people have that complaint that whilst they're here, we don't really get our flowers. And as soon as we go to America, people take us more seriously. They have more money to put behind us. They have the resources and they have the, the network. So... I think that's yeah another perspective to add. Damn, that's crazy. That's um, that's like that's. No, I was gonna say I think sheer population size has a lot to do with that as well. Yeah. Um, and and maybe I don't know, um, Whitney, if you would agree with this, the UK has a music scene, and it has a music scene where people are in local terms successful. They do their views on YouTube. You know, they they have. Uh, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands or, or tens of thousands of listens on Spotify. But it, it's to that LMA example, you know, until you cross the border, until you are, you know, recognized in LA and New York, you're not really given your flowers. You're not really taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. And that is like, that's amazing. Like, we're here now, so might as well embrace the music, the music side of things. Um, I look at I look at like the UK and I look at Canada kind of in the same light with when it comes to what I'm about to say. Like I remember in '96 when Outkast went on the store stage and and Andre 3000 said the South has something to say. Remember that moment and like ever since then down there the South has kind of taken over, especially in the hip hop culture. And in many ways I see that happening with the UK and Canada. Like like I feel like it's inevitable that it's going to be a superstar to come from UK that's going to impact American culture in some way, shape, or form. I believe it. It has to happen with what Drake has done with, rap, with rappers like Giggs or whatnot. And even like, of course, Canada, like the biggest, the biggest star in America is a Canadian. Like if it's, if it's Bieber or if it's Drake. So I feel like those, I feel like there is a, a shift happening. I, I, just, I just feel it in like just from my outside looking in kind of thing. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not that big in UK music. I'm not that big in much Canada music, but I still feel the influence. I feel the impact of it. Can you guys speak to that at all? Like, do you guys see that same thing with you guys' cultures? Mm, I mean, to, to some degree, yes. Um, but, but I think in some ways, you know that music consumption in general is, is just becoming a lot, um, a lot more borderless. Uh, in that mm, sense, you know, there true. really isn't the New York sound, the LA sound, the UK sound, the Toronto sound. They somewhat have a sound, but they, they actually don't in a lot of ways as well. Like, I could argue Toronto music sounds similar to Chicago music in some ways. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I think what we're seeing in, in terms of more representation from, from these respective other places, I think it just kind of speaks to that uh, that borderless aspect of music and, and I think where I'm trying to go with that ultimately is it's so still crazy. reliant we're, we're still reliant on breaking through you know what I mean uh, and it's mm. it's to my point earlier there is going to be this increasing amount of artists who not only are super talented 
but who have a claim, who have a claim in this city, uh, but they're not, we, we're in an algorithmic world at this point, they're not gonna be on the algorithms that, that, see, that, that are seen on Spotify charts, right? I'll give you a perfect example of that. I was listening actually to a playlist um, with a lot of Toronto music from maybe 2000 to 2005. And mm. to me, those are, those are a bunch of classics. Like Cardinal, Chaos, Shaw Claire, all those guys. It's only one I have. It's only one I have. The original king of the city, man, in my opinion. Um, but I was listening to that playlist and I was like, yo, this is some fire. And I, and I kind of asked myself, I remember it being fire, for one. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember it being on par with the talent level of the music in the United States. But you go ahead and try to follow Shaw Claire right now on Twitter, he got 80,000 followers. And, you know, to me, classic Canadian rapper, but he's just now kind of a normal guy who never really made that American breakthrough to, to still be relevant in media. And in my opinion, maybe I'm just un unaware of what he does. But my point in that is it's what you're saying is true, but it still depends on that crossover breakthrough type of feeling. It's just more likely to happen because we're in a borderless society at this point mm. yeah essentially like we said before america pretty much still dominates um media so as much as we can say that um music might be borderless now we still need america backing whatever artist comes through because they need the push and with that being said mentioning like artists from america like we mentioned a, a big name um, like, like, uh, like a Drake, we mentioned, we mentioned that kind of star. So like someone like Kanye West, I'm sure of course is huge in both of you nations as well. Right. So like, is it weird when you guys see someone like him get involved in our politics? Go ahead with me, please. Wait, can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> <laughs> From your vantage points, um, is it is it weird seeing our celebrities in America like go beyond being just music stars or Hollywood stars and try getting involved in politics? Like, yes, I think we it's weird. Yeah, yes, I guess it's fucking strange, right? <laughs> <laughs> number one, like, yes, it's weird. On, but Arnold Schwarzenegger was a governor. Like what the hell? And then Trump became president. <laughs> like if we really want to. If we really want to get into that, but I just feel like it's it's definitely down to the way kind of American politics is set up that it, it allows celebrities to be able to take on roles like that. But also, if we're talking about celebrities getting involved in politics in terms of support as well, which is something that I've really noticed people kind of getting riled up about, um, I I have a lot of reservations about it. But I also kind of I see why. Um, they're doing it now because you have this this kind of era where if you don't say anything on social media or if you're not seen being active if you're not seen kind of um taking a political stance people will literally hound you until you deactivate your account to get you to say something because they feel like you have to have a voice and you have to say something because you're kind of like celebrity status means that your voice apparently holds more weight but then we've actually seen in this election and before, to be fair, that it's not every celebrity that should be speaking, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. And it's not every celebrity exactly. that we need to be speaking of and representing us. Sometimes we kind of need to just let the people who have been 
I don't want to say more trained or more qualified because I understand educated. Exactly. Like I just feel like it has to get to a point where we have to set those boundaries. So we don't get instances where we see someone and we idolize someone like I don't know Lil Wayne for example who we think is supposed to be the spokesman for all black people. <laughs> that, that hurt my yeah. feelings don't um, lie to you. I cry and then a he comes I, I <laughs> cry a little bit. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, that broke my heart man. That broke my heart. <laughs> like but that. that's the Lil thing, that's the thing that. though because we put them on the pedestal yeah. so then it's... when things like this happen we're disappointed but it's like we don't know them. They're celebrities. We only know them through right. their music through what we think we know of them. So when but, they come out and do this stuff, we're like, oh, actually, maybe it was a mistake for us to ask you to say anything. Yeah, it was a mistake. <laughs> a big one. There's this weird, like, romanticization between politics, celebrity, sports, and entertainment, where we feel like throw them all in the same bucket. We're going to treat them all the same. We're going to value them all the same. And to me, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Right, it's like, how do we get to that point where Lil Wayne's opinion even holds any weight? It, it shouldn't, it, it doesn't. He's been, Lil Wayne has been like this. He's made statements before. He says, what do you mean black lives matter? My life matters, that's all I care about. He's already said these things. So Crazy. how and why, when he says something or, or, or says what he says, we still have this reaction where, oh, time to cancel him now. and. How about we just don't hold him on that pedestal where his statement means anything? This, this is where I disagree a little bit there, right? Because like with Lil Wayne, like with Kanye West, I agree. Like putting Kanye West on, the, on a pedestal is crazy. But for me, with Wayne, what, what got me with Wayne was he says ignorant shit all the time. That's like, I get that. To stand next to him and take a picture with the cardigan and the turtleneck, Hey, that's not even who I think Wayne is. Like, what are you? He's a millionaire. What are you doing? Like, you what is think, this outfit? But Kanye is always giving me the understanding that he's selfish. Like, I understood like, he's selfish. He wants a tax break, whatever. Like, Wayne, like, to, to, to make that tweet, like, everything about that, it was just so, it was them like spitting your fan base's face. Like, Thought you, thought you knew me, didn't you? Ha! <laughs> like, you're like, what? Like, what just happened? Like, hold on. This is worse yeah. than saying, like, that Black Lives Matter stuff, he looked like he was high out of his mind when he said that shit. Like, all right, this dude is literally off his shit. To make that tweet and go up to the White House looking like, he looked like a, cool, he looked like a straight house nigga in that, in that picture. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what is Damn, this? I wasn't surprised. I wasn't impacted. Like, I didn't that was like Samuel Jackson and Django. It was like, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's unsurprising. It's unsurprising. I think, you know how in, in, in America they say, or people who are progressive about voting and this and that, they say, hey, focus on your local elections. Uh, I think mm -hmm. maybe the local elections is the only part of the American political system left that doesn't feel entertainment-based. You know, um, I, and I seen you tweeting about this, Whitney, so I'm going to joke on you for a moment. You said, listen, can we get this election over with, right? Like, Please. it's done. The count has been done. Biden is the elect. Yet, if you go on every single channel right now, it's still 24-7 election coverage. And mm -hmm. I brought up an interesting point just kind of in my own circles of conversations. Uh, I think I mentioned it uh, maybe to both of you, if not just Justin. Um, to me, America at the end of the day is a business. 
It'll always be a business. Their greatest export is entertainment. They, everything is revenue-based, especially in an algorithmic world. How do we know that this Olympic-like event that, that appears every, once every four years, how do we know the going rate on commercials, like Calm is on every CNN commercial right now, the Calm app, how do we know the going rates for those commercials weren't Super Bowl prices? So you have Super Bowl pricing of commercials for 15 days straight, or do you have an election that we can vote online that gets resolved in 38 minutes? Yo, like, like we're all music fans. Like, the J. Cole song, Brackets, when he's talking about, like, just the app. Like, that, like for a rapper, the thing, it's so simple. Like, for, for some, a random person to say that, like, on the fly, it's like there has to be people in, in these positions who have considered this idea before and just ignored it for a financial reason. That's 100%. That's a hundred percent what happened. Like the fact that it was this difficult to count these votes. Like, come on, man. I think. Come I on. think they. I think. They, I think it's very intentional, right? I mean, I think the the infrastructure is already <laughs> in place to to make the election process a lot more digital or a lot more accessible. Let's say, um, but it's very intentionally done the way that it is done, and it's interesting, um, Whitney. I'd love to hear about your. Um, election experiences as well but in in my experiences with voting i've probably been voting for the last maybe six years or so um it's always been easy for me I, i've never had any weight line experiences whether it's local elections whether it's um you know countrywide elections as well it's always been just sort of go to your to your local community center or elementary school that's near your area five second process vote on your way out and you're good uh it's never been the way that it's you know portrayed in, in American culture? Yeah, um, I mean, two things. First thing, I just want to kind of like, just go back just ever so slightly, because I wanted to make a point about um, the whole celebrities kind of being able to run for election. And it just kind of dawned on me that actually, maybe one of the reasons why we as, well, not necessarily we as black people, but any kind of group will kind of look to their own in positions of power is because maybe where we kind of feel um, detached from actual politicians. Maybe we feel a sense of like a better sense of connection to these celebrities and to these other people because we feel closer to them in proximity. So then we feel like they have more responsibility and we can kind of like, um, we have more influence on them as opposed to actual politicians. And maybe that's why we kind of put so much pressure on them. Um, yeah, that was just a side note. That makes then, sense. Uh, I mean, that, that's actually a great perspective. I never really considered. <laughs> and like, and like yeah. for me, I, I, I agree with that 100%. But I think the reason why it's so frustrating to see celebrities get that is because, like, outside of them being celebrities, outside of that quote-unquote clout, they're just regular-ass people. Like, that for the, like, for the most part, like, okay, you sing, you rap, you, you have a talent, you have a job. But outside of that, what makes you like? What makes a Kanye West more qualified to run for president than me? Basically, outside of being a millionaire, I'm saying just like having money and having like that. Like outside of that, it's like it's the only thing that really separates it. And that's the kind of that's the kind of part that's frustrating. But on the on the flip side, like one of Whitney's point, like with black leadership in the past, with Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, if if this was 2020, they would be celebrities. I think I think they would just by nature they will become celebrities of some sort, some way, shape, or form. Or they wouldn't be respected. Exactly. It yeah. might be Dr. Umar. 
know what I'm saying? Or yeah, D-Ray yeah. or some shit. Like, never know. And I guess that's right. why everyone, I guess you could, if you want to get kind of spiritual here, you can say that sometimes things have their times and yeah. they were right for that time in terms exactly. of what people need to be inspired. Right. But right now, I don't know if that's wrong. Where <laughs> we're in a very interesting social and political uh, climate right now. Very interesting. Yeah, but uh, like going back to Matt's question for you though, um, Whitney, like how is the voting process in the UK? Um... I feel like it's like on a surface level it's very straightforward you kind of you get up you go well actually prior to that a few weeks before they'll send you your um your ballot paper to check whether your details are fine and then you go on the day you go to your like primary school halls and churches and that kind of stuff and you you sign in the paper with a pencil and then you go about your day and that's pretty much it that's and then, it like, <laughs> until three in the morning where they're doing the live count and yeah, you find out who's going to be the next like leader of the. I used to work, I used to work in my in the poll place uh, for uh, Cook County uh, over here in Chicago, and yeah, man, it's it's a really it's a really horrible process here. Like it's really bad. Like it's very unorganized for the most part. Like yeah, it's crazy. It's it's really it's really crazy to, to when you hear like you guys' vantage points. Like it's like damn. But, uh, again, I, I do ask myself how much of that comes to just sheer population, right? I mean, as a country, Canada is almost as big as the United States, yet you guys have 10 times the population we do. So I, I'm never ignorant to that part of it, right? Because, right. yeah, on, on election day, similar to the UK, you have your early vote. Some people would do it. I think there's either dedicated days or it's like go at any point up until this day. Uh, and, and go ahead and do your vote. And then, of course, uh, there's, there's the day of as well. And the result usually happens on day one. Like, we, we know. I, I can go home at night and 10 p.m. I can see who's really about to win this. And, like, we're, we're all the same age range, like early 90s um, born, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Yeah. So, like, so like with that being said, I guess it's always interesting to me because, like, this election was that crazy. and we think about our generation and like even in Georgia, like there's like all the black youths pretty much push that state to be blue. And we, when, I, when I hear that, I think about that. I'm amazed because when we look on Twitter, like my, at least my timeline on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, it's pretty much like-minded for the most part. So like it's, it's crazy that it's still 70 million people like in this country who want to see someone like Trump in office. Like <laughs> it's also crazy to me to um strictly be identified as red or blue in such a strong way, almost as if you're white or black. <laughs> it's, 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 so what you said earlier, it's like we in America, I don't know why I don't know why it's like this, but we treat politics like sports, like music, like like literally like I watched a video of Trump supporters just being asked general questions just to show how dumb it is to be a Trump supporter. And they just talked about him like like he was a just they're a fan of him. Like, they, they, they forget the facts. I like him. Like, that's my guy. That's basically what it came down to. And people who said, well, black people voted for uh, Obama because he's black. I'm like, nah, because Jesse Jackson ran for president before. Like, we, we like, it's, 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 a, it's a difference. And I think there's like the logic behind voting for Trump is terrifying to me. Like, because I feel like there's people in my age range or at least the next generation or generation above me that's still out here that think that feel that way. Well, I was hoping, like, 
with the old white man dying that this shit would change, but I'm not sure. I actually saw a very, let me cut you off for a second. I saw a very interesting graphic. I don't know how far it goes back, but it shows the ages of American presidents. And um, it's so interesting because you look, I'm guessing it, it's probably a 30, 40 year timeline. 30 years ago, it was 40. 20 years ago, it was 50. 10 years ago, it was 60. And now it's 70. So it's just like the same person making it through three decades <laughs> yeah. um it's like we haven't been able to get rid of that generation in terms of yeah. bringing in um new talent who can actually make it uh, on the national stage in, in the united states like if biden lives through this term man he'll be 82 years old <laughs> for, in, 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 in four years now he'll be 82. 82. Hey, Michael, I, think that, like, when they <laughs> I was like whoa the guy he needs to you know he needs to go steady and just let's like, get him for two terms in your Kamala in there. Because like, Jesus he's not like come on like, we can't be out here putting people who could be a, a 30 year old's grandfather into the office that's crazy like you have a he has like a 20 year old granddaughter like you can't, be out, you can't at what it's come wild on. that's it's wild, insane man. that's insane but this is America uh, like I'm interested in hearing about you guys, you guys' political system more. Also, like because like in the UK, you guys have, of course, Queen Elizabeth, who's you know she does up the, there. She, she, let me tell you now, Queen Elizabeth <laughs> is show. She is for the Tories. Okay, she. Well, is I, not I, 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 always, I always want to know that that has to be the she case. She is for the Tories. That, <laughs> is, that is like obviously I studied um, politics back in school, so we went through a lot of like how the powers go in the UK. Um, and she supposedly does have powers but because of convention and because of bureaucracy she is rarely ever not that she's not allowed to but she'll rarely ever um kind of use those powers because there is this unwritten convention that the queen should let parliament do whatever they want to do because they they are elected representatives and she isn't so even if something was to happen and the queen is like no and the whole royal family is like no that doesn't really matter like they they pretty much have no say it's um it's parliament that run things essentially they so they, what is the royal family then I'm lost now. Everything, everything just broke up in my head. I just fell into, I just fell into a into, into like Wonderland just now. It got confused. I at thought the Queen point, had everything all this time. I'm amazed. No, I'm at amazed. one point, like obviously years ago, they had more power. Like the royal family did have more power. But as kind of time has gone on, and we have deferred power to um, elected representatives, they can't really do much anymore because then it goes against the idea of democracy mm. so there's no kind of situation where you can say okay the queen can rule or any of the royal family can decide on anything for us when we haven't elected them to be there so as far as i'm concerned they are there for two reasons to bring in foreign attractions um bring in money that's pretty much it <laughs> and to kind of and to kind of uphold the the traditional conventions that you know the older people like and, and just kind of um, for the Tories, yeah, I feel like he's all like the all of the older generation in general because you have even like the the Labour supporters, which is you guys, or well, America's version of um Democrats, who um 
always go on about Princess Diana and how much they loved her and how they were so upset when she passed and stuff like that. And um, how do you describe it that way? <laughs> she was more, <laughs> um, I think she was more liberal. So I guess I think it's just everyone who's older that has this kind of like ro romanticization of the royal family and how it upholds tradition and the values and history, um, the history of the UK specifically. So they, it might be the equivalent of church. So the royal yeah, family, yeah. the royal family is like you guys are celebrities. Okay. Yeah, no, no, literally, <laughs> that is it. Like that yeah. is literally it. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. It. Okay. Yeah, no, not that they're relevant to a lot of younger people, but they are for some people clearly because they're still there. So. Oh shit! They're, they're like your Kanye Wests. Okay. Oh come on, man. I mean, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that. Far. I mean, they're more like. I don't know. I was trying to think of like an American, like Bob Dylan or something. No, I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Like, they do what they know. need to do for the economy. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Let's say that. <laughs> Born in the USA. Uh, all right, Matt. Me about me. Guy here about Canada, bro. Yeah, I mean, our, oh, listen, we we are under that same system as well. It's just not to that same effect. Right, like we so are. So you, when you guys vote, like I'm interested to actually hear the title. So what do you? Okay. So, so we, we do. Have, okay, we have we have primarily three political parties, uh, maybe four. Everyone has a Green Party. So I would say mainly three political parties. Um, you know, similar to the Tories, similar to Conservatives, we also have our Conservatives. Um, they're supposed to be called Progressive Conservatives, but they are Conservatives. Um, and then we have. We have similar to Democrats. Uh, I think uh, Whitney, you said the Labour Party. Um, yeah. We just simply call ours the Liberal Party. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, we have uh, what we call our New Democratic Party. So that's NDP. Uh, NDP, a lot of people feel like is a more progressive version of liberal to some degree or kind of a more logical version of liberal to some degree. Um, but a lot of people also feel like having a NDP party and having a liberal party um, only sets up for the conservatives to be in the best position um, every election. Um, I would say in general, usually the conservative and the liberal vote is split, um, you know, usually in kind of that 40% each type of thing. NDP usually captures 20% of the vote. Uh, obviously, I'm just really oversimplifying that at this point. Um, but uh, I mean, I would say all three all three parties have legitimate support. Um, and, and just, I mean, this doesn't mean anything to you guys, but I have, I voted NDT for the last uh, couple of elections because I feel like liberals more money spending, whereas NDP was a little bit more about actually investing in some of the things that we want to see that will help out black people the most, in my opinion, at least. So NDP is kind of like Bernie Sanders. In a sense, that would be a good example. That, that's, that's, why that's, that's why I am too, pretty much politically. And that, and that's not socialist, but progressive, true progressive, liberal. I feel like and, we had a party like that called the um, Liberal Democrats. And a few years hmm. ago, they were actually really favored amongst the like university students and stuff like that because they had a lot of policies that were progressive, um, that obviously favored us in terms of like, um, trying to get rid of university fees um, yep. and just a whole lot of other things that we would align with. Um, but as time went on, we had an election, I think it was back in 
I'm not going to say the year just in case I get it wrong, but it wasn't too long ago where um, we had like a hung parliament where no party got the majority. And so they basically had to group up with our, um, our version of the um, Conservatives. So um, that basically, it just went downhill from there because they basically became like a mini Conservative party and they just adopted all of the Conservative um, ideologies and policies and stuff like that. They so, connected to, sorry, they connected to the Conservatives? Yeah, so how, how, it works here is that, like, how it works here is that if there's no majority, then two parties have to come together to make a majority. Of course. So in that election, the Conservative basically, they, they got enough to kind of if they were to negotiate with another party to come together they could have the majority so obviously they weren't going to kind of pair up with labor because they're on like polar mm-hmm. ends but um the lib dems were kind of the middle ground um between labor and conservative so they kind of made a deal to come together and promise them that they would obviously adopt some of their policies stuff like that which they didn't do mm-hmm. um and that's how they became collaboration um, but then one thing that's actually quite interesting since we're talking about it, um, as time went on, we had some new parties come out. One specifically was the, I can't remember what they're called, uh, but basically the Brexit party. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Nigel Farage, um, the leader of it, he, I think, is a very uh, passionate Trump supporter. Um, yes, but what was interesting was that he didn't really come out until around the time that Trump emerged. And we started to see a lot of people um, openly supporting a lot of those mm-hmm. ideologies, like a lot of the very kind of extreme right ideologies. And people to emulate Trump as well. like Exactly, exactly. So on both ends, it was kind of like everyone, it's like Trump kind of gave people a kind of go ahead to say yeah you can kind of have these opinions and you can express them openly and it's fine so it's like the uk politics started to try and mimic the american politics in a way and then you had these nigel farages and other people trying to come up and run for parliament and your guy boris johnson that looks yeah i mean he if we get into him now we'll be here all night literally but um like you just you just saw this shift and it's still it's still here now where just people are a lot more comfortable being polarized and expressing these opinions that are very divisive and i think that just speaks to this whole conversation that we've been having um as to just how influential america really is in all kinds of areas that's actually a great way to 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 kind of tie it back like yeah like we are seeing that more i don't want to say radical that's not the correct word but we are i'm going to use the incorrect word for a moment we are seeing a bit more radicalized approach um to this politics game where it's it's really polar. Like you said, Whitney, it's polarizing. And that comes down to the premise of, like I mentioned, this, this, this link between politics and entertainment in, in America um, and the widespread effect that it has on Canadian politics, UK politi- politics, I'm sure worldwide politics to, to some degree. Look at, look at North Korea. Yeah. Right? If not, if not a direct link economically, if not a direct link in terms of what's actually going on, because of course, you know, residents of, the, of, of America are going to be hit more directly than we are at all times. But we're starting to see, you know, our political systems um, at least at least kind of flirt with that sort of polarizing approach. Um, you know, we have our, our provincial elections um, or, or our provincial um, candidates, I should say, 
And one of them, uh, you guys probably heard the name Rob Ford because he was a little bit of a celebrity, uh, RIP to him. Um, His brother, Doug Ford, of course, uh, has been a politician for just as long. And you know what? A lot of people liked the Fords, especially when Rob Ford was, um, you know, sort of prevalent in media. But why why did they like him? Because he was prevalent in media. Again, speaking Mm -hmm. back to that point. But he was kind of Trump before Trump to me. He was like a, a more not, not, not political wise, but like just his just out there. His his his, 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 his antics, his his behavior, yeah, yeah. his just so his, super. His brother, uh, his older brother Doug Ford, um, still has some of the values of the 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 Ford name and still had the following of the Ford name. And whereas Doug Ford in the past couldn't even become our mayor he eventually had enough support to become our premier, which is, of course, the the provincial seat. Now he's basically above the mayor in in a lot of ways. And he used that simply with with his name and kind of taking a more radical approach or taking, not radical, taking a more polarized approach um, to how he handles politics. And in a lot of ways, some people call him uh, uh, imitation Trump, Canadian Trump. I wouldn't say he's as out there. I don't say he says as crazy things. Um, but a lot of people compare him to that the same way I drew the comparison with Boris Johnson in the UK, the same way, you know, whether you mentioned that, 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 um, leader of that, that Brexit party, regardless of if those three individuals are even similar to one another or not, or regardless of if those three individuals have similar policies or not, all three of those individuals have been compared to Trump. Why is that? It's because American politics definitely has that influence that, that we think it does. Yeah. And like with these people we're mentioning, like where are like, you both are also I'm saying I'm saying black of black descent, like Af- African descent, like so like how how is that in you guys' nation? Like is is race, is religion as 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 divisive divisively used in politics in Canada and the UK as it is in America? I feel like here it's definitely more insidious in the sense that it's not in your face so things Mm. like race aren't really used as open tactics to kind of gain votes as as much as it was used and is used in america um but you'll you'll find a lot of policies that kind of promote things that will indirectly target certain groups of people yeah so you have things like um I don't know, like policies that will, you know, like increase taxes. Like I'm just giving an example, increase taxes for um, the working class. And then you have things like immigration laws and stuff like that that obviously affect certain groups of people. So you've had this whole Windrush scandal that has been going on for so long now, um, where a lot of... um, I think it's I think it's Jamaica particularly a lot of people who came here from Jamaica who were invited to the UK from Jamaica more specifically um, have been deported back home um, because of this whole like scandal basically like the government lying and saying that they didn't have um, the correct visas they didn't have their um, British passports blah 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 they basically didn't have a state so they had to go back and um, you just find things like that that are kind of like backdoor ways to try and like affect us rather than the kind of in your face or we don't like that people let's you know like let's um you attack kind of bring people out to vote i think that's the main way we do it here i think 
I would argue that class is something that's mm. maybe a bit more yeah um yeah that's, that's a bit more overt and i think like, that speaks to what you're saying because my like when when i when that question was asked the first word i was going to use was it's a little bit more implied rather than you know overt mm. right um and and i think the implied part of it speaks more to classism um which obviously is racism we we know that um but it's not as much of a in your face selling point uh to to Whitney's point um and i think a lot of that has to do with the the population as well right i mean uh, i feel like american uh, the american population is a bit more um there's less slices on the pie let's say right and, and mm -hmm. there's bigger slices on the pie um, whereas, you know, Canadian, uh, I'm going to assume with the UK as well, mind you, Canadian is majority white, but I'm going to use Toronto because I'm from here. Um, you try to take a population of Toronto and, and good luck trying to see how many slices of pie you have. So on to that point, you can't really use, um, you know, all Mexicans are this, like or the way that Trump has said certain things like that, because... Oh. You know what I mean? There's just not that ability to do that. There's not like, bang for your buck. This is my mind exploded just now. I can't lie to you. So like, so like, in Toronto, like when you guys like this election, whatever going on, like you guys do the charts of like this many blacks voted this, this many. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know the numbers. I don't know the statistics. Okay. Um, but and and to some degree Man. it's not as highlighted like i know 56 like percent of white yeah. women voted for trump i know that why do i know that i don't know any Man. of the numbers in in our system for to that, that, that population that, demographic degree and like and you might be right it could be a population thing but like honestly that is to me the biggest problem with this country the fact that that is like the fact that it is so overt like of course like people can say I prefer my racism said to me directly right. than in private, than in private. But realistically, like it being shown, like put in front of you so much, like you become numb to it to the point where it's just a part of the culture now. Like that's what it's become. Like the fact that it is so overt that mm -hmm. it's now just a part of the culture. Like racism, how can you get rid of something that's now ingrained into everyday existence? Like you can't get rid of it now. Like we, so I guess let just, me ask you this: with with how overt uh, it's been for the last four years. What, how do you feel about the next four years? I don't think it changed. I don't think that changes. I, I feel like it's been, I think racism has always been very overt in America. I think Trump is just the first president in our lifetime that's been so ridiculous with it. Like, he, like he's just disrespectful with his overtness. Like, racism has always, but even with when Obama was in office, there was still strong, Trayvon Martin got killed when that was going on. Like, mm -hmm. like, so like, Racism has always been in America, like it's overt as hell. And even with a black president in office, Zimmerman walks. I'm saying like that, like that, that kind of stuff still happens. So it's it's amazing to to see that America is this the center of attention, like with entertainment, and we st we can't fix like <laughs> like like, right, like this this little problem right here. Like it's, it it seems so minute because like. When I hear like you two like are black people, like you come to America, you you guys are I'm saying black people, like you just black people. Like, there's no, they don't care you from Canada, they don't care if you're in UK. They're gonna treat you like me. I'm saying the police are gonna treat you guys. It's crazy because if it's, it's not the it's not the case if I go. I feel like it's not the case. If I went to Canada. I don't feel like I'll be worried about the police pulling me over as much as I would be here.
Is that I mean, I, 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 don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say it's still it's still important to note. I mean, it's not to say it doesn't exist, right? Uh, right. It's just not as uh, overt as the president has been, um, the mm, no, okay. former president, I should say. Um, but that being sure. said, I mean, it's still, <laughs> it, wow, it sounds better saying it like that. It, it's still very <laughs> much out there. Right, it's still very much out there. Like it, you have the classic example, you hear sirens and you 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 look up, right? As you're driving, I'll listen to songs with sirens in it, and I'll still look in my rearview mirror, knowing that the siren is coming up in the song, and and I, every single time that happens, I say to myself, "Oh my God!" Like look look at that mini heart attack that we have to face, even though I know it's coming up in the song, and I told yeah. myself it's okay. coming up in the song. Don't react and you still react for a half a second, it's, it's very much there. It's very much there, right? So let, let's not, um, and I, I'm yeah, not saying I, I, saying this. I'm not saying this, just for the listener, just for your audience. I want to make sure that they understand that, and I'm sure Whitney will speak to the same thing. It, it yeah, very much say. exists. Go ahead, Whitney. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I, racism exists, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying there's not on a scale of like, like the president, like, like it's not on a scale of like, I feel like my president is going to down talk my people. That's why. Yeah, I, mean. I feel like the, I mean, for us, obviously, being prime ministers, and maybe this is where Whitney and I would disagree, but I feel like our prime minister won't, uh, will, will speak to classism more than he or she will ever speak to racism. See, I don't know, because before we could say mm. that, but then we have Boris Johnson, who, before he became the prime minister, was a, um, was writing for a newspaper, and he, he famously wrote a lot a very ra like openly racist things, especially like, even about Obama. So people were even tweeting when he tweeted congratulating Joe Biden. People were tweeting like, "Oh, this is so sway," because we remember when you were literally talking crap about Obama and um, and basically using every opportunity you could to like just talk rubbish, essentially. So um, I think right now where we're at is that we have become more open with it, which isn't a good thing. But then on the flip side, I still think it's very much a problem because I want to argue that in America, yes, it may be more over and yes, it's in your face, but you have more like evidence, if you get what I mean, in the sense that in America, you can record people being openly racist. And although it may not always lead to justice, you have this evidence. Whereas um, maybe in Canada too, in the UK, because it's so covert and because it's um, kind of like tied up in microaggressions and things that you can't really pinpoint, it's so difficult to convince people that this is what's happening. Yeah. And so mm. much easier to gaslight and say, actually, no, yeah. this is not what it is. Actually, that's just how our policies are. That's just how our systems are. So it's like, I can't even get you to see what's happening. Well, maybe you, like, you know what's happening, but oh. we can't even get to a point where we can bring it out in the open to then take it further and to try and contest it. So yeah. how do we even get to a point of solving anything when we can't, we don't even acknowledge it? And that's that's the particular problem we have here in the UK. Everything is all, oh, yeah, but it's not openly racist. Like. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's a, that's it's so important that you mention that because of course here in Canada we we hide behind the image of we're the nice guy because of of who is is south of us. But mm -hmm. it's exact to that point. It's more covert. It's more um, microaggression. I, I love that part of it. I think that's the perfect way to, to, to say it yeah, and it we can't we don't have as many instances as bringing that to the forefront now thankfully 
Um, I'll use a uh, use an example of Toronto, and I mentioned this on episode 129 of the True North News podcast. Um, there's actually been like a pilot project that was recently announced in in part of the city here, where um, I don't know to to what to what widespread effect, but we had a few wellness check calls where police have been brought in, and the person who was asked to receive the checkup has resulted in dying. So um, yeah. So there actually has been a pilot that has been announced where it's going to be an, an indigenous group of sort of experts that respond to those calls now, as opposed to police arriving for those calls. So, you know, there is some form of action being done, but to, to that point, um, and to, to Whitney's point, I should say, it's just, it's very hard to bring these things to the forefront. It's very hard to put the attention on it, put the light on it, because as similar to similar to as they would in the UK and Canada, they'll say, no, this is just the way it is. We're not, we're the nice guy, remember? And it's, no, you're not. <laughs> you're just not Trump. Exactly. And you know what's yeah. so funny? I feel like... Okay, our, yeah, like, this way we'll put it. Our, um, our kind of, the way they kind of try to silence us over here, some of the way they try to do it is like, they do stupid stuff like... Okay, so we will, you know, like all the private companies will come out and be like, okay, so we're changing our, our like Uncle Ben's rice from Uncle Ben's to just like, I don't know, Uncle's rice or just to something stupid like, oh, just rice or like we're going to paint all of our post boxes black for Black History Month or like we're Jesus going Christ. to, I don't know, like find one token black person and put them on prime time one evening um, in the middle of a charity show to show that we support you guys. And it's like, okay, cool. But how about you guys actually look at the policies that are affecting us and actually listen to the things we're saying? How about you listen to us talking about stop and searches and why black people are disproportionately stopped more than white people and more than any other race for that fact? No, you're going to paint post boxes black for Black History Month. That is commemorative like, stuff. Stuff that yeah. has no meaning to it. Literally. Other than fluff, other than a photo op. Literally. Wow. Yes, that's deep as hell. That is deep as hell. Like, yeah, that's... I think, I, I don't know, that's, that's definitely a weird, like... It's hard to even explain, like, how... Like, which, what's to prefer? You prefer... The, like, it's, it's hard to explain it. Like, covert or overt? Like, which one do you want? How about no it's, racism? How about that? Yes. No yeah. racism is definitely <laughs> the best move. Like, it's... Like both ways suck. Like yeah. it's like it just like it's that really is like the true lesser of two evils. Facts, and that's that's like why that's why I really hated it when when that happened when Trump became president. Like you guys cannot really be looking at me in the face and telling me the lesser of the two evils. You can't don't do this to me. Like, I know Hillary is trash. I know Biden is trash. That guy is different. Like that's a different level of trash that I don't need. I will. That was a horrible four years. Like it's like, like I'm not sure if you guys got it the way we got it, but seeing his face on TV every day, all day for four years straight was the most nauseating shit ever. Like I can't, you can't watch ESPN without this guy being on TV. It's crazy. He said he said several times he'll leave the country if he loses. So, I mean, we're gonna see. We're gonna, he, he gonna he gonna get a podcast. Something's gonna happen. We're gonna Spotify have to hear this man. But I actually oh joked God. that he was gonna do. He was gonna start because people were asking, like, "So what's he gonna do now?" Like, once he's out of office, and I was like, "He's one hundred percent gonna have a TV show or something." <laughs> there's, there's no way he's not going to do something. 
it's just he no can, because he still has so much support like he literally has millions of people 70 still million very, people <laughs> 70 million <laughs> exactly that's crazy damn get back from spotify that's for sure and what gets me the most like matt we are we, we associate with all germ saying from uh what a crime to be alive podcast on B- and bkc and even with her experience i'm often baffled because being in chicago I don't see many Trump supporters. When I see a Trump bumper sticker or a Trump flag, I'm damn near like ready to fight. Like, who are you? Where you guys coming from? Like, what? What? Get away, get away from me! Like, what, why are you here? So, like, her being in Kentucky, like in the South, like she sees it and deals with it on a much more regular basis. So that's why for me, like, it's even it's so baffling to know there are 70 million people walking the same. The same continent that I'm walking that agree with this guy. Like, that's crazy. It's Or it, it, the bigger problem is that um, they, 70 million people that identify so strong to the party that it doesn't, mem- does, that it doesn't matter who's leading the party. But see, like, going back to your point about sports, I feel like there's more people who jumped onto the Trump train because it's Trump. That yeah. maybe not be, may not have been Republican before that. They might have just literally just said this guy, like people who believe oh, he's a good businessman running like a business. Like, okay, running like a business, but he's not a good businessman. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is the proof of him being good at? Like, it's just it's just fanboy shit, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe this man won off of just having a fan base. I mean, hey, entertainment. That's crazy. All yeah, and that. And, and that's why I say, like, in four years, I would not bet against Kanye West winning because of shit like that. Like, I wouldn't bet or, against Or at least him. getting more than 10 million votes. Exactly. Like, like he had, what, 60,000 60, this time? Like, I can see that actually quadrupling because this guy's going to have four years to really prepare. Like, he's going to make it's an Christian album party. called President. Or some shit. Very no. The birthday party is what it's called. It's a birthday party. He's running off the birthday party. That's the, name, that's the name of his party. Oh, man. Where's the black party at, man? Come on. That's, that's Puff. Puff has the our party. It's, it's our, our party. It's Puff's shit. Oh, man. That's America, man. Literally a joke. Where's the black party? Well, that's Diddy. Like, come on. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, the, the only celebrity that I really, like, mess with on the, on the politics side is Killer Mike. And my so, side. I don't mess with him either. I don't, like, like some shit is just that people do too much at certain points. I'm like, it's hard. One, if you're gonna run for office or do some political shit for real, like my son, I respect because he knows what he's talking about. Like, I know what you're talking about. Like, everyone, we we all are three brands in the making. And I, n- I never want to silence anybody. But like, if you're gonna make it, if you're gonna make a stance and decide to speak your voice on certain topics or actually want to become a political figure on this topic. Like, be educated about it. Like, give me a, give people a reason to believe you beyond just wanting to listen to you speak. Like, that's a, that's an added point to that. Like, you have to actually know what you're doing beyond just saying words and saying, hey, I'm Kanye West. I can turn shoes, I can turn Adidas shoes and saying, I can make Crocs fashionable. Like, okay. I, I make cool. Gap go up by five million. You know, like. The stock the market. What does that gotta do with what's that gotta do with my health insurance plan, bro? Like, <laughs> like, 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 what are you talking about right now? Like, oh, what, what does this gotta do with? I'm saying legalizing whatever. Like, none of that has to do with policy, and it's just 
That's why when people were like, oh, when, when Killer Mike speak, even when Ice Cube, I didn't agree with him, but like, even in fact, he came out there with paperwork, like, this is how you move, you know, and that's, that's to me the biggest, the biggest thing about when I see these celebrities get into politics and transition off of politics a little bit, I guess. To, we're all music fans here, and I want to get some saying. I want, I want to like wrap this up on a nice, and less. You know what I'm saying <laughs> musically, more, more get a creative side of thought, less. I'm saying depressing speak. You know, um, we're all music fans. Um, I seen a tweet from Whitney a couple couple days ago about Leanna Lahavis. Uh, mm. Matt, I, I, I know you, you you dig deep into the music. What what, what, you, what you guys listen to right now? What's what's in rotation for you guys? Mm. old, new, whatever. But you know mm. what, like, um, from what I've observed in, like, the BKC group, I feel like a lot of people are, like, hip-hop heads. Mm. I may be wrong, but I feel like I'm I'm not that at all. Like, I'm I'm definitely more in my R&B and soul bag. So, okay. any kind of, like, conversation... We need that. Will be, a lot of, <laughs> will be a lot of that kind of conversation. Um, Nothing wrong yeah. with that at all. I love the R&B and soul, you know? I think... I, Harris put me on some great R and B and soul. Like just you know, we all yeah, we we all over the place for the most right. part. I'm listening to like I'm probably listening to like a lot of albums that I've noted in my top albums discussion, whether they end up staying there or not. Um, that's probably where I've spent the most of my time over the last maybe three weeks or so. Um, you know, J Electronica we talked about as as being a really high level album. Nick Jenkins, which is still a 2020 album. People have forgotten yes, sir, about Care the circus. Free. Yes, sir. I know that's your guy. I know that's yes, your guy. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, on the R&B front, to, to satisfy Whitney there, uh, <laughs> I got <laughs> Kelani. To me, is probably R&B album of the year. Um, Tiana Whoa, Taylor, my real album. album of the year? I think so. I think so. I can't be swayed. Giveon? No, I said I said Kelani. I know, but you said like over Giveon? Come on, that's not album of the year. That's a little fourteen minute. Brent Fires. Welcome to Giveon. That that's not an album of the year. Brent Fires. Fuck the world. I don't know because Kalani's album, like I liked it, but I'm not gonna lie and say that it, it's a it's a go to or something that I've repeated. That's a bomb song there for sure. Tiana Taylor's like, album competes with it. I think Tiana Taylor's album is probably the only yeah. album that competes with Tiana, Kalani's album this year. Tiana had a strong one too. Tiana had a strong one too. Damn, uh, okay. And Chloe and Haley. I fucking love Chloe and Haley. I am yeah, so they, sleep. They I'm, really I'm sleep. I'm sleep. I, 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 I gotta listen to them. I'm sleep. They are Beyonce in the listen. making. They are Beyonce one and Beyonce, Beyonce in, in the, the making. making. Uh, vi- uh, jokes aside, visually, they're very, they're school of Beyonce. I often use okay, the school of sure. reference. Yeah, I gotta got get in tune. Go on their Twitter. Forget, don't even go on Spotify. Go on their Twitter and just look at, they post several videos of different performances that they do all from their home it looks high level yeah it looks it looks uh like award show quality like the bt awards those type of performances it's just 15 different versions of that and if you look at that it it it, for some reason it gave me rihanna vibes when she was making a uh when she was making every song on her album a single Oh, it kind of yeah. reminds me to what Chloe is doing with uh, with with just their video component, their video element presence, and and I'm sure I'm going to talk about that on on year end reviews as well. I miss I miss Rihanna. 
I was just about to say, can we talk about her for a second? Because I feel like there's just been this hole in my heart that that has just been waiting for her to come yeah. back for so long. It's been, it's been four years you. now, five years. Yeah. I'm still bumping anti. I love that. For real, that was that was like five years ago. One that's crazy. Twenty sixteen. So, I don't know. Maybe yeah. she's just so in her other bag now. Like maybe music is kind of like. Oh, she too much. She getting too much money, boy. <laughs> <laughs> she, getting, she in like eight different bags. She's no, like, <laughs> Fenty's on a different level right now. I, I ain't gonna make no music when I got Fenty. Come on, what? what? Every like, day is a vacation. Like, come on. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's done. I wouldn't be surprised if it's done and it would have came out in 2020 had there been no um, pandemic. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I, I think she's literally like Busta Rhymes almost. I think literally just sitting on an album until she wants to release it. And that'll probably be at this point, summer 2021, because, or 2022, for all we know. Yeah, for real. For real. So what's, 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 what we listen to right now, Whitney? What's, um, what's like one of your favorite albums or... Uh, Favorite artist right so now? I feel like whenever I get asked this question, my mind always goes blank. Like I never know how to answer this. But I have a list of people I've been listening to. So okay, all right, okay. there you go. Preparation. So, I feel that. Number one, Marie Dalstrom. Don't know. So she is. I'm gonna bring you guys in on some like UK artists right now. Let's do it. Love it. Marie Dalstrom. She is. I think she's like R and B soul jazz like that's kind of her bag like all of the artists i mentioned are probably going to be in that area thing but she is super sick artist her vocals are amazing i actually went to go watch her um before lockdown in march and um she has released like some new music both she has some solo stuff and she has some group workout um that she's released this year go listen to her she's amazing i love her so much who would you um, compare her to who would you compare her to oh I feel like it's it's difficult because I want to say that sometimes UK soul has a unique sound mm. and I don't really feel like I've found American artists for me that kind of level, um, which is why I like them so much. But I guess if I had to put her in a group, I would maybe... Mm, I don't know. It's difficult. No problem, no problem. I'll check her out. I'll check her out. Yeah, but then as well That's as Marie, Sorry. what's her Marie name again? Dahlstrom. Marie Dahlstrom. So Marie D A H L S T R O M. Okay, Dahlstrom. Okay. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna get an idea here. Yeah, she's not bad. And I've got two more that I've really been kind of like into. So I've got Alpha Mist. Um, if you're kind of into more like instrumental type music, he he does that, but he also um has some older music that's like very kind of UK rap, jazz, fusion. Um, he's super sick, like so talented. Um, even with just his instrumental, like those are albums that I can play just like all day, every day. Um, he has some music with Marie Dahlstrom as well on another artist called Emma V. Um, she is another kind of like R&B soul singer. Those three for me are like the, the Trinity. Like they're the three people that I've kind of been listening to a lot this year. Um, yeah, I just thought that's cool. Alpha Miss, his, I think he had an album out, um, just this summer, just gone, maybe just after summer. So he has some recent stuff. Emma V, I think she has had a couple of singles out. Um, she, uh, 
she had an album out actually in February, maybe January, February. So yeah, there's a few things to check out. And that's kind of my bag. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, for me, I listen to um, a lot of um, Spillers Village album. I've been researching the whole year pretty much for the last couple of months. Uh, Spillers Village uh, is pretty much J.I.D., Earth Game, Mariba, uh, Black, Autumn, or the Collective from Atlanta. It's a dope album. Um, who else is I listening to? I'm listening to uh, Nas, King's Disease, still in rotation. Um, Buster Rhymes is still getting a little play. T.I. getting a little play still. On the R&B side, uh, the West Coast rapper, um, singer Blast, B-L-X-S-T. He's super dope. He's kind of like on some... Um, Brent Fires kind of vibe a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, Wait, B L X S T Blast. Okay, I'll check that. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty. He's pretty dope. He's pretty dope. Um, nice little eight song EP. It's very, very, very strong. Yeah, man, a lot, lot of dope music out here. Definitely, want, I'm definitely gonna try to try to twist uh, Harris's arm. I'm saying, let me get on that uh, on that end of the year wrap up with him or uh, do something with him end of the year wise. Definitely got definitely got to happen. Definitely got to collab with Whitney again. Anxious to see the YouTube channel blossom. Uh, I'm saying, the- yeah. got my notes there. 2020 best yeah. albums. Okay, <laughs> all right. Ready to go. All right. So, 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 so Jay Elect is the written testimony you going with, or is it the other one, the Act Two? I'm I, none of them. I'm saying is album of the year. I'm just saying. No, which- no, 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 Which one? Which which album of those you listen to the most right now from Jay Elect? Um, the new one, uh, the new one, the new one. The new I really one. like that new one. But in terms of my album of the year discussions, it's written testimony for sure. Okay, I just okay. like the the old new one. I should say, um, yeah, the act two because it, it yeah. it's just so un like unproduced in terms of yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. clean. I like it. Yeah, I like it that I way. Lo- I, I love when music isn't overly polished and like yeah. it's overly like mm-hmm. that's that's a big reason why I'm not the biggest Summer Walker fan. Like she's you know what I'm saying. Oh my God, I feel like I had like I was the only one for a minute who had this opinion because I think she's all right, but the way everyone was really like, "Oh my God, Summer Walker, she's so amazing!" I was like, "Really?" It's you, you, can, okay. you, can, you, can, you can tell her engineer is very incredible. I heard yeah. another argument that Scissor's overrated. No, oh, I agree Ooh. with that too. I agree. For with real? That. You're like Scissor? Not to say don't like. I just I've heard discussions that she's overrated. Control- I'm I mean, I, 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 I get overrated, okay? Because we have to overrated. Get I can see that. No, everyone has their bag, so she has her bag. But the kind no, of I, I, I think I think she might be a little over because it's only two albums, only one's really. Yeah, amazing. but then I guess it's like I guess it's quality as well. Like if you want to look at that too, but I feel like people have been trying to put her into categories that she shouldn't be in, and that's why these these whole conversations have been overrated maybe I'll come into it but for what like the area that she because I feel like I kind of um put her in the kind of like Summer Walker Kalani like that kind of area I feel like she does well in that group just not just okay. to the I I think it's some kind of TDE effect on her um to to put her maybe higher than she is uh, and not to say I think or feel that way. I'm just again the messenger. Don't shoot the no, messenger. No, no, I, I can't have a podcast talk about music and not have one of these hot take ass questions. So, with that being said, like Solange or, or Sister, who's who's better? Solange. Solange definitely. No, no question, no question at all. Because I feel like I feel like Sister's first album. I got with his car right now, but that I feel like that's better. Solange has two albums Solange's better than anything Sister has put out. 
Do you like this line's second album better than me? You're biased. I feel like Matthew's biased. He's gonna say because Harris 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 loves that second album. I love it. When I get home, that's a when I get home. You love when I get home way more than me. When I get home is a classic. It is the pool to food and liquor to me. It's like it's like a watered down version of Blind to me. It is. It was written to to Illmatic to me. It was. <laughs> That's a big. Thing. You said it's the cool, the food and liquors. Oh man, no. See that the table is better. Let me not do that. I'm lying, man. See that the table is better. Oh, when man. I get home is a fucking classic. I don't care when, which. When, when I get home, when I get home is a is a good album. But I prefer if I had to pick between that or Scissor's first album, I might go with Scissor's first album. I'm not Actually, mad at that. I might have to agree with you that because I feel like I see at the table for me was the album. Like I still have that on rotation now. Yeah, that's I, amazing. Um, her second amazing. Up, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was as great of a follow up. It was. Okay. It was more more vibes, less music. Yeah. Okay, Scissor sc- yeah. or, <laughs> or Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. Yeah, <laughs> by default, in a lot of ways, been around a lot longer, got, got a lot bigger. Can't really compare them either. Do you, do you think that like Scissor has lost anticipation for her next album? No, like, not at all. I think she has the fan base for it. I think she has the following, and I think she has, like you saw with her track, it hit different. Her, her hit different was like hit oh my god, we're finally vibe. getting that's Scissor. A, that's a that's a bop. That is. I that's wish Ty Dolla give me songs like that more often, man. Ty Dolla I had the same thing to say about Ty Dolla Sign. Like, and I like the album too. I like Ty Dolla Sign's album, but it was just like. It's one. It's like kind of like the Ti album to me a little bit. Also, it's like it's a good album. I'm saying, but I feel like I heard this music before. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like this music doesn't sound like new. It sounds like new of the same, which is which some people like, some people don't. Exactly, you know. Can't be mad at it. It's not. It's not always the most. It doesn't always grab you. Not bad. Not bad at all. But. I'm not gonna go back to it as much as I would because I've heard it before. Basically, like, it doesn't. I'm saying nothing. Doesn't doesn't have a craving added to it. But um, thank you guys for being guests on episode 38 of Good and Hood Podcast, man. Uh, definitely a pleasure to have you guys. Definitely a pleasure to consider you guys peers in this in this uh, media creative landscape in BKC. Um, yeah, man. Uh, please t- tell everyone where they can find you and where they can where they can uh, support and follow you. Um, well, for me, it's uh, Real Wit Will, Real W H I T W I double L on. I've tried to put on all my socials now. Um, but yeah, hit me up. Like, let's talk. Love it. Yeah, you can follow me. Um, I'll give the podcast page because I mean, even though I'm more entertaining on Twitter, on the personal page. But um, no, at, at True North Views um, on Twitter, at True North Views on, um, I'm, I'm in podcast mode, my bad. Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at True North Views on all three platforms. Um, so again, you know, a podcast, we've been around two plus years at this point. We are fully visual on YouTube, so check us out there. Our audio is everywhere, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere other than SoundCloud, uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we will be on there. And uh, if you want to hit me up personally at M2H4, um, which is just my initials and my favorite number intertwined. 
But um, that's pretty much it, man. Follow me there. Hit up the podcast. Follow us on the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Uh, and, and hopefully you, you guys like what you hear. Man, a little plug get... before we go. Just a little plug before we go. Obviously, I have my other page as well, the Season Woman Pod on Instagram. Um, that's pretty much the only page that I have for it for now. Um, I am going to be like starting very soon. I had to take some time out for health reasons or whatever. But we are hopefully back in business. So, um, yeah, you guys go follow. Like, I'll be posting stuff and letting everyone know when it will be kicking off are you aiming to kick off before the year is over yeah definitely awesome awesome and as always you guys can follow the podcast good in the hood pod on instagram good in all hoods on twitter follow me on twitter at juice jvp on instagram at juice in the hood send emails to good 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 in all hoods at gmail.com for any inquiries or as you said you want to collab or just give feedback Always welcome to uh, to contact us there. And once again, thank, thanks to these two men, uh, big parts of the Blank Canvas Creatives Network, which you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at BKC Network, man. Blowing the brand and growing the network at the same time is very important, very crucial, um, so we can help others grow as well, man. Um, thank you guys very much for uh, being a part of this. The Bears are down by 10 in the third quarter, so I'm in deep depression. But it's all good because I had this this great conversation. Yeah, here. I saw you progressively going through it. <laughs> oh my god, they haven't even scored yet, bro. It's crazy. It's green in the glasses. <laughs> they haven't even scored, bro. It's crazy. Yo, Chicago sports oh, worse than American politics. Chicago oh. sports is worse than American politics. That's what it is. Let's go. I like it. But oh, hey, man. man, thank you, thank you for having us. Of course, it, it's very much appreciated. This was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. Amazing. For sure. Definitely want to collab with you guys in the near future. Till next time. Yeah. Till next time. Peace.